This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As you know, we had first the public health emergency declared, then a state of emergency in B.C. But what exactly does that mean? We know it gives better powers, more powers to the health authority as well as the provincial government. But what is the end goal and what will actually be put into place? Let's bring in Keith Baldry, Global BC Legislative Bureau Chief. He is on the line with us. Keith, hi to you. Hi, Jill. Uh, we, a lot of uh, emergency states of emergencies being announced. We know that it gives government these wide-sweeping powers. What has actually changed, or, or what do you see actually happening? Well, I mean, the biggest change we've seen was uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry's order, public order, under the Public Health Act, uh, to require bars and clubs to, to close. So that's a good example of the sweeping powers that can occur in an emergency situation, particularly on the public health side. Uh, and we're going to see more uh, orders from her over time, although yesterday she said she regards public orders as a last resort. She's really looking for people to volunteer uh, their changes in behavior. Mike Farnworth declared a province-wide emergency under the Emergency Pro, uh, Programs Act yesterday, which is a bit different. I, th- I think the best way to look at it is Farnworth is more responsible for the physical infrastructure of the province, moving things around, ensuring goods are moving through the, ch- the supply chain. Um, he has the power to ration food. He can set prices for things. Bonnie Henry is more on purely on the public health side, trying to stem the spread of a particular disease. And to do that, it's more about people and curbing people's behavior, uh, access to facilities where the d- disease could spread. So there are two distinct uh, you know, declarations of emergency, but they work in tandem together. And Mike Farmer, really, he told me it was basically an extension of what Bonnie Henry had earlier uh, de- declared, but it does give both Farnworth and Dr. Henry considerable arbitrary and broadly defined powers to do pretty well anything they think is necessary to stop the spread of this disease. Uh, and you mentioned bars and restaurants and those places where people are often very close together when gathering. Uh, getting a lot of questions and even seeing, I think, uh, on a couple of places on Vancouver Island uh, in transit, uh, they're no longer collecting fares and telling people to exit and enter the buses from the rear doors. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting a ton of questions from people saying, why are people even still allowed to, to be on transit if that's going to be an area where there's very likely going to be people close together? Is that something with that? Do you think that would be Bonnie Henry or Mike? Farnworth, as far as if anything changes there, I think that would be Bonnie Henry, and that could, I actually asked Bonnie Henry that yesterday. What, what are you talking about about transit? Because she, she did in a briefing talk about how people should sit far apart on a bus, and we've all been on buses that are <laughs> less than far apart. You're right up against someone. Anecdotally, the evidence out there is there's transit use is down uh, in all jurisdictions as people again are taking <coughs> taking it upon themselves to change their behavior. But she she did say, for example, she is in discussion with TransLink to potentially come in with new regulations that would limit the number of people uh, on, a, on a bus or a SkyTrain car. She also said that trans, public transit remains an essential service for many, and essential services are, are deemed to be you know, separate from a lot of other services. Bars and clubs are not considered essential services, but public transit is. And, but you have to find a way to curb the, the population on a public transit system. And that's what I think talks are underway right now uh, between Dr. Henry's office and TransLink and other uh, BC transit offices. 
and daycare as well. I know health officials yeah. have been questioned about that and the same answer. It's an essential service right now and it's it's balancing how do you keep things going. A lot of first responders and essential workers have kids that if without the daycares, uh, it would be extremely difficult. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's really about, it's partly a balancing act, I think Dr. Henry's trying to achieve here, and also hoping that some of the problems take care of themselves in that uh, people are staying home. Okay, so now you can look after your kids if you're staying home. And so the, the, the population at daycares and, and, and childcare centers and, and situations will by themselves decrease, and therefore the problem will decrease in terms of, of infection or contamination just because the numbers are dropping on their own without any intervention from Dr. Henry or and, and that's not something Mike Farmworth would, would be dealing with, but uh, it's sort of the, as the population changes its behavior, the risk of infection decreases or spread of the disease decreases because there's less people in a particular area than there was before, you know, say a month ago. Absolutely. Uh, we, we heard, from, you touched on this uh, from a provincial point of view, this idea of the panic buying and rationing, if it gets to that. Uh, the mayor of Vancouver talked about that yesterday, actually sounded uh, kind of annoyed that people were still doing that. Uh, is that something that, uh, how would that play out, do you think, if they got to the point where the government did have to start rationing or start uh, saying you could only buy so much of this and so much of this? Well, they could uh, issue an order of uh, placing limits on how much you can purchase of a, of a particular product. Um, we haven't seen that before. So many of the things that is occurring, Jill, right now is completely uncharted territory. Um, like We've had provincial emergencies declared before with the wildfires uh, in 2017 and 2018, but that was in a very confined area, a uh, rural area where it was fairly easy to sort of... Um, dictate what could happen, what couldn't happen in a small space. This is a province-wide uh, emergency, and both from Bunny Henry and Mike Farmer, that is also in major urban areas, and we haven't seen that before. Um, so, it's, But I think, when you think of it, a cabinet order could come out from Mike Farmer that says no person in British Columbia can purchase more than you know X number of X, and that would be it, and it would be up to stores or where you buy your purchases to actually police that. Um, and I don't think you'd see the police running around trying to enforce some of these orders on a 24-7 basis. It would be up to the stores. But we're already seeing some stores stepping forward and saying, no, you can't buy more than two of this or, or three of this. So, again, at the beginning of the outbreak, nobody was self-policing or checking on things. Now I think you've seen a radical shift in behavior from individuals and from commercial establishments to deal with this this crisis. It's still, some of the hoarding and stockpiling is clearly still going on, but I think people are now getting embarrassed because of the public shaming that's associated with this. And that's why I think you're seeing lots of it. I toured some Victoria um, grocery stores last night, just as a bit of research, and found that they were in much better shape than they were last week in terms of goods on the shelves. So oh. I think that, that stockpiling may be, uh, may be decreasing. But who knows, if this thing keeps going, we just don't want public panic to take hold there. And that's a big reason why I think you see Bonnie Henry's daily briefings where she's so reassuring and calm, and I think people should be like her. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think we're going to hear next? I know we have the daily briefings at 3 p.m. Uh, do you anticipate, are we going to hear an update as well from Mike Farnworth, or what's next from government? I don't think we'll hear an update from Farnworth until Monday when the legislature uh, reconvenes for one day, which is an extraordinary situation. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix will provide their update at 3 o'clock today. I expect the, 
The number of cases will increase inevitably, double digits again, undoubtedly. The numbers I'm keeping my eye on, Jill, are not the number of cases that are reported. It's the number of people in hospitals and number of people in, uh, in ICUs. And those are the most troubling um, statistics because they're the serious cases. Everybody else is usually described as being at home and monitoring their, their stable conditions. So keep an eye on the hospital numbers and the ICU numbers today going forward. That's going to tell the story. I don't anticipate Dr. Henry to invoke impose another public health order today. She signaled yesterday she doesn't want to do stuff like that. She wants to see people, evidence that people are volunteering a change of behavior. And as long as she's comfortable with what she's seen, I don't think we're going to see more uh, public orders. And as long as restaurants continue to be only takeout or delivery, I don't think she'll impose an order closing them. But um, she does have enormous power, so we've got to keep that in mind. Change your behavior for the good of everyone. Otherwise, your behavior will be changed for you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. All right, Keith, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Anytime, Jill. Take care.